Hey y'all, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner. I'm your host. And every other week we call my dad Toby. And we just have a real and raw and honest conversation about things that are going on in life, whether it's relationships, parenting, mental wellness. We talk about all of it. And we want to bring you along too, because you're not alone in your struggles. Lots of times these things aren't talked about and you might feel like you're the only one, but you're not. And so let's go ahead and do it. Let's call my dad. Hello, Bailey. Hi, daddy. How are you? I am just great. How are you? Great. You're looking mighty fine in an orange shirt today. That That's a good color on you. Oh, thank you. It's uh, peachy, I think, is the color of the yeah, shirt. Yeah, peach. Nice. Which, you know. Nice. Well, you you actually, you guys that aren't watching but listening, Bailey has curled her hair for today's episode. I did. Which is pretty impressive, I might add. Yeah, Dad uh, wanted to maybe possibly reschedule, and I said no, because I curled my hair. And so all the ladies will understand that is, is that what is that how it really happened just like that i mean kind of okay. what was your perception <laughs> my perception was you go hey if we need to reschedule and i said yeah maybe and you said but i curl my hair <laughs> okay that's how it really happened you act like you oh i just said we're doing it no you didn't <laughs> hurry up prissy's getting mad it's just yeah, she's taking yeah, too much yeah. time up front uh-huh yeah um What's been on your mind lately, Dad? Uh, what's been on my mind? <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I just finished the first draft of our next book in our Toby the Gobi series. And so I've been thinking about Willie the Whale. Oh, yes. I'm excited about that. All of our podcast listeners get get a inside scoop that there's a new book coming. Yes, your mother has been laughing at me because I named <laughs> Willie's parents Wanda and Walter. Which uh, Walter anyway. is your dog's name? Where'd you get Wanda from? Just because it was a W name? Yeah, yes, dear, because they were W names. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, cool. Well. So that's um, what I've been thinking about. Uh, well, so recently we we need to share this because I feel like we share this with our podcast listeners. We started another garden. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Say the words you're going to say. If y'all aren't no, seeing this, he has like a smirk on his face and he was no, trying not to laugh. No, I'm, I'm not saying anything. We did. We started Mom and dad started a garden in Mississippi. Is that better language? Sure. I mean, we we as a family started garden. You're exactly right. <laughs> and Dad's a little bitter. He was a little bit on the bitter bus because he he provided the capital for the garden, as he would say, but he didn't actually get the vegetables that he wanted in the garden. Are you still a little sour about that, or how are you feeling about it now that you're would, not in Mississippi? I you're back in Texas. I would say that bitter is too strong of a term. I simply pointed out for you guys who are, you know, haven't turned this off yet and gone to. Oh, stop it. That it's interesting that I, I, I was the uh, instigator and 
financial supporter of the garden. And it wasn't that I didn't get the vegetables I wanted. It was I got nothing that I wanted. <laughs> and the reasoning behind why I got nothing that I wanted was the things that I like. Well, you know, they just produce a lot and, and I can't keep up, which I thought the point of a garden was production. So anyway, let's let's. Uh, well, I leave just, it right there. I, I wanted to talk about it because there's a few of our listeners who saw the photos we put up of the garden and was like, oh, the garden. They were excited. So, oh, those pictures you put up of everybody but me. That's what you're you saying. You didn't but... want to be in any of the photos. You were working. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. It's going to be fine. Yeah, to come back is. and see the little pygmy stepping up with their blow darts out of the weeds of the jungle that happened over Okay, there. stop it. It's sunny today, and I'm so excited because I'm going to go check on it and see if I can do anything to it. So, anyway. Hey, per- Prissy, I'd just like to personally apologize if you're still listening. Also, we're like, however many minutes. People in, like and- the People comment, send me a message or Toby and say you enjoy our like our conversations that are like this, please. So he knows. I do want to say, I really think I want to get some gardening shoes and a gardening hat. Don't you think that's necessary for a garden? Uh, no, I do not think that's necessary, but feel free if that's what you want to do. Well, I'll have to ask our budgeter, but anyways. Okay. So I was sharing about the garden um, on my Instagram and I was talking about how I really hope to create a cult cultivate um, gratitude in my kids, like as a normal, as one, a virtue that they walk away from our family, like when they get older and they have. And I wanted to ask you, as we were growing up or looking back, if you could pick like top three uh, virtues um, that you, or values that you wanted to instill in me and Ross, uh, what would those have been? Gratitude. Yeah. Respect uh-huh. and responsibility. Mm, those are good. So how did you do that? How do you, because I feel like Grant and I have really tried to, or he really wants to create uh, some like three to four of our key pillars that our family, you know, that we instill into our family. And we've lit- we've gone back and forth because I feel like we both have different, there's so many that you could pick from and there's so many things that I hope my kids are or have. So how did you narrow it down? I think those are just things that I value and it's, mm-hmm. you begin with the end in mind. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, as a parenting is, it's all about beginning with the end in mind. You know, what yeah. what's going to help my child be successful when they leave my house? So, I mean, I understand this whole thing about, I'm so sad my kid is growing up, but like, that's the job. Yeah. (laughs) The job is to release them as adults who will function successfully in the world. And it doesn't matter if you're an insurance broker or a stay at home dad or a, or a, you know, female CEO professional, uh, it doesn't matter what your, your vocation is those three values are going to serve you well and help you be successful. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, science proves that gratitude is, uh, there's a direct correlation between your mental wellness and gratitude. Mm -hmm. And gratitude is not come naturally for most of us. And so Mm -hmm. we have to cultivate it 
in our lives. It has to be a regular part of our lives or, or we are going to focus on what we don't have, not what we do. How are you intentional with gratitude? Uh, I, I spend some time every day uh, making sure that I spend uh, at least a few moments in the Bible reading some passage of scripture in a time of prayer and in, in that prayer, always beginning with things that I'm grateful for. Mm. And uh, sometimes I write them down. I, you know, I have a little journal and then I've used a digital journal as well. And I write those things down and sometimes I don't, but I try to, I, I try to make it a habit of every day, making sure that I am to the one who is giving it to me. I am grateful. I um I think I can um over I don't know overcomplicate gratitude because I want to have like every single day I want to change the things I'm grateful for and I want to like create and I want to have these like deep things I'm grateful for um every day but I think that recently um cuz one thing Grant does is he says Every time he gets in his car, he says he thanks God for his car, you know, or every time he lays down in his bed, he um, thanks God for the bed, for our, that we have a bed. And sometimes I'm like, well, that's, well, of course we're thankful for those things. But I feel like God's been talking to me about, it can be those things that like you think are simple, but we, but we take them for granted. So they actually are really big things, but we just get to use them every day, you know? Um, and I think too, I go through seasons of being grateful for the same things like my kids health or, you know, um, just my family in general, and that God doesn't get tired of hearing that we're grateful for the same things over and over. Cause sometimes I want to like put myself to be the perfect, the best at gratitude. <laughs> Shocker. And, um, wow. Shocking. <laughs> well, let me tell you a story. Uh, yeah. When we moved back to the Metroplex from Oklahoma, that mm -hmm. was in 1992, one of the things we were excited about was we were living in state so we could get season passes to Six Flags when y'all mm. were small. Mm -hmm. So we bought these season passes because you got them for next to nothing back then. Right. You were in state. And the first time we took you guys, we went and we did it up big and eating all the food and riding all the rides. And on the way out that night, uh, they had these necklaces they were selling that glue glowed in the dark. They glow in the dark. Yes. And you you guys won a one, and I'm like, uh, we just spent like the you know gross national product of you know Argentina here to <laughs> eating everything you want to eat. We're, we're out of money. We're not buying a ten dollar glow in the dark necklace thing. And all you guys did on the way home was complain about how much you wanted that necklace. And I thought these. I told. Your mom, these ungrateful kids, we spent and I listed everything we did. Mm -hmm. And all they wanted to do is focus on that they didn't get that necklace. And it was about, I don't know, four or five days later that uh I was complaining to God about something that I needed him to do. And I he instantly reminded me of that moment in the van and how much I was like that. And mm -hmm. that was that was what was life-changing for me personally was just a realization that it's my natural tendency and I was seeing it in my kids, but I didn't see it in me. And so mm -hmm. I, I hope that you 
And Ross, one day, reflect and could say sincerely that part of the reason you were grateful is that you saw your parents being grateful. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's why I think like the gratitude chart we do for kids. You know, when you were kids, we had chore charts. Right. And the chore chart was teaching you responsibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of times when Ross didn't want to do it, it was teaching him honor and respect. (laughs) Yeah. But we, we back then because I didn't really make the connection between mental wellness and gratitude. The, the, I just think what we're doing now would have been in addition to a church chart, there should have been a gratitude chart. And every day mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to fill it in with something we're grateful for. And they have the same kind of reward system with young kids mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it gets them in the rhythm. It breaks that pattern that's in all of us to focus on what we don't have. That's good. Uh, I like that. That's where all of that came from. Mm. So did you and mom like sit down and come up with these values or was it just like over time? Like how, how, how could we be intentional in our family? So, you you know, that we are focusing on some certain things we want our kids to have in them. Well, a few calls back in episodes back in this podcast, you know, we talked about this first of the year thing that that we do. And I think ours evolved out of that first of the year thing. Mm. Uh, Mom, your your mom, who is, you know, unbelievable. And as, you know, as as deep a well of wisdom and grace and full of spirit, all those things, she doesn't think like me. And because of what I have done uh, for a living for all of these years, I've always thought in terms of what's the big picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I be, I was probably the leader in some of that. You know, I was mm-hmm. in in saying, "Man, here's what I think our family should be." And it, most of ours were born out of, honestly, just like anyone else, negative situations. You know, Ross mm-hmm. talking back to his mom when he's little, and with you know demeaning way and me telling him you're a slaw. We that's not how we treat women. We respect mm-hmm. people. That's what we do. And so, you know, it's born out of six flags trips mm-hmm. and those kind of <laughs> negative situations where it just, oh no, these are going to be our values. And the thing is, B, if everything's important, then nothing's important. Mm-hmm. If if like you could have 10 values as a family, which I th- would be great, but I, I don't know how you kind of use 10 as a filter. <laughs> mm-hmm. For me, I'm, I'm taking the cookies on the bottom shelf. I need, you know, I pick three and there's yeah. others that are great. And those three wouldn't be someone else's three. Mm-hmm. But then I can make decisions, not in the heat of the moment, but I can make decisions through that filter because we've already decided that's what our values are going to be. Mm. Yes, that's good. So you, commented on how you kind of in the situation and how you cultivated uh, respect. What about responsibility? What were some things that y'all did? Well, that for us, a lot of that was, you know, a weekly allowance that you guys got based upon mm-hmm. certain things that you did or didn't do. Uh, we had a value that we were never going to bring you homework that you had forgotten to school. Uh, that, you know, part of that is just, and it's hard, but it's allowing your kids to experience in a controlled environment, the pain of irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never forget the time <laughs> that you, we got this, your cell phone bill back in the day of where mm-hmm. you had, you know, a certain amount of usage and 
you were like, this is your first time you'd had a cell phone. And you guys got to realize that are listening that are around Bailey's age, cell phones hadn't been around forever. You know, I didn't have a cell phone. Bailey, I don't think cell phones were around until you, you were about five or six. And when you got your first cell phone, and we, you know, we always, because we were thinking responsibility, we, we you know, okay, this is your phone. You have, you have a job, you have this much uh, of the bill that you're going to have to, we're going to pay this part. If there's anything else, you're going to pay that part. And like the bit, I'm, it was like three times what we were going to pay. It was something crazy how over you had gone. And you, you, mom was so scared. Uh, told me you were so scared upstairs that I, I how I was going to punish you. And I never forget you walking down the stairs and me saying, you had your first job at that ice cream shop. And mm-hmm. you saying, me looking at you go, man, I hate this for you, B. And you said, what? And I said, all those late nights of scooping that ice cream and all that that you've done for the last three weeks, that first paycheck, the whole thing has got to pay this bill. You don't get to buy anything fun with it. And you looked at me and I was like, what? I didn't do it. You you did it. (laughs) And I mean, it's the, the, you see that to me is an example of the, the value. How, how could I help reinforce that value in a way that you would understand it and it would stay Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. And I just think we, Sometimes we just react in the moment because we haven't had those discussions as parents. Mm-hmm. That didn't surprise your mother at all. That that's mm-hmm. how that what the response was going to be. Mm-hmm. When I told her, I think this is what we all do. She completely agreed. Why? Because we had already decided on the values mm-hmm. and she saw how that matched our values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Somehow I blocked that memory out of my brain. Um, so <laughs> glad you remembered that. Well, the fun thing, honestly, about this conversation that we're having every other week is that's when I remember it. I don't think about mm. it all the time, but you start talking about these issues and I go, I remember this and I remember yeah. this. Yeah. Well, one, one, I want to end with talking about one value that we're going to talk about um, in May with go, on our Gobi blog. And that is the value of resilience and endurance. Um, and how to, and so I, I wondered if you had like just a little bit of wisdom or insight on how to cultivate that in your home within your kid, you know, with your kids, whether they're young or old, just how to help them understand how to be resilient in their life. Well, it goes hand in hand with what we just said, right? That resilience only gets built in resistance. Mm. And if you remove the resistance, you're never going to build resilience. Mm. Uh, We had a generation before yours Mm -hmm. that was called the helicopter generation. (laughs) And it was that was a style of parenting. We're just kind of kind of hover and be too involved in your lives. And and the reaction to that has now been the lawnmower generation where it's not hovering. It's I'm going to clear the way and make it as easy for you as I can. Mm -hmm. And so uh, encouraging our kids along the way as they experience resistance, as hard as that is for us as a parent, uh, it's the best way to develop endurance in them. Mm. Yeah, that's hard. We've talked about this, I know, before, but just how we want to like protect our kids from hard stuff. And mm-hmm. that's not good, but it's so innate in us, you know, like 
recently getting tried out for that soccer team. And I, and you had said, you like, well, either way with, if he makes it, it'll be good for him. And if he doesn't, it'll be good for him because learn how to handle adversity, you know? Um, and all I could think was, I don't want him to be disappointed um, because I just don't, you know, but I, I think when we have that mindset of, okay, how are we going to handle, you know, when hard things like that happen to them, that it's a, you know, it's a learning experience, just like God uses our pain for good, you know, same with our kids. So we don't want to like rob them of that because that's how they're going to learn. So I think that's a good reminder because I can so badly just want to, sh- want to shield them from, from hard stuff, but. And there are some things that you need end. to, yeah, but there are some things you do need to shield them from, but the, mm-hmm. but the wisdom comes and Asking the question when a, your child gets rejected, a, a kid isn't nice to him, a boy tells your daughter that she's ugly or whatever, as opposed to how can I fix this? It's God, what are you wanting to teach? What are you wanting to use me to teach my child in this situation? Mm-hmm. What can mm-hmm. I teach them out of that? What can they learn from this? Every season of life is preparation for the next season. And resiliency built in this season will serve you well, will serve your child well in the next season. And that's true, whether it's a season of elementary school to the wonderful years of adolescence, you know, <laughs> or whether it's your adolescent years into your young adult years, those seasons as well. If, if, if we as parents see those as seasons, parent in the proper season and see this preparation for the next season, resiliency is one of those lost disciplines, you know, lost character traits that has to be cultivated because we're not naturally endurance Mm -hmm. athletes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, thanks, dad. Those were, those were lots of good things that we can take away and think about. And, And I think we talk about this, but every time you and I talk, it's just another reminder or, you know, just of things it's like gives us a, me a breath of fresh air of like, okay, let's take a deep breath and keep going <laughs> with these reminders. So thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Number one for curling your hair. You're welcome. That's, yes. I appreciate that. Uh, but seriously though, I mean, it's a, it is a marathon. What you're doing is a marathon. And I learned when I ran marathons, we'll talk about this more next month, but the greatest advice I got back in my marathon running days was run between the water stations. Mm-hmm. You're not running 26.2 at mile six. They start handing you water every mile. And so you run to the next water station, drink your water, take a few steps because you're not from Kenya. You're not going to set a world <laughs> record. So take yeah. a few steps and drink your water and then take off again the next one. And that's what everybody needs. You need a, a drink of water along the way. Isn't it interesting that Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come to me? Yep. Because he is that refreshment that he brings mm. you along the way. Mm. Yep. That's good. I think that's a good place to to leave our people. And so, thank you. I, I love you, Dad. I love you too, baby girl. Uh, and I'm really going to love uh, the updates that we will give our little Gobi family here about the garden as we move forward. Speaking of resilience and endurance and uh, long uh, weeding of the beds over a period of time will be fun. I'll try to do a better job of taking photos and videos that we can share on our socials for people. Yeah, she's going to try to do better 
But the reason that you got none last year is because it would affirm everything. I did. And you, you would be saying, oh, he was not exaggerating. He wasn't just giving her a hard time. Uh, I, the fine. weeds were bad. bad. I agree. Yes. But this year it's going to be better. Well, okay. I love you. I love you. Hope you all have a great, great day. Hope You too. Uh, hope you take a big old gulp of fresh air and enjoy your weekend. I will. I will. You too. Love you. Love you. Well, that was just a delightful episode, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, I can just, I can just easily get distracted and forget what our family values. And I think that was a good reminder to just like step back and assess what we are focusing on as far as what we're instilling in our kids because like dad said I can try to do everything and then I'm not doing all the I'm I'm not doing it all well you know so that was a really good episode um, that I needed the reminder personally Um, I'm gonna add the gratitude chart that dad talked about in the show notes so I challenge you just like he challenged us to to make it like a daily practice for your family of talking about what you're grateful for whether it's writing it or talking about it on the way to school or at the dinner table. Um, and I know that if your kids are like mine, they're like, oh, why do I have that? That's my God. But there's a lot of things that I did growing up, my parents like did with me that I was like, rolled my eyes at, and now I'm grateful they did. And I feel like this is one of those things that will really um, build a firm foundation for our kids. And they'll look back on it and be like, you know what, mom and dad were right. And that will feel good to hear that I'm right. <laughs> So anyways, that is your um, challenge and your dinner table topic that we talk about on most of these outros is talking about three things you're grateful for from the day. Um, So yeah, I love y'all. I'm super grateful that you guys um, are listening today. Um, Share this episode with a friend. Go and like it on our YouTube or make sure you're subscribed to get every episode on your favorite podcast platform and make sure you're signed up for our newsletters because we have some new things coming. Um, We have a new resource that goes along with our 40 I am's that I know you're going to love. We are eventually going to be getting some new merch, new shirts and things that we're going to be releasing. And I just want to make sure that you guys have the first look into all of it. So we love you, our Gobi fam, and we will see you not next week, but the next. Bye.